I mean, those are two of the biggest things. I mean, if you were to jot down a list of the things you want in a person, those would definitely be on it. Hello, and welcome to the Is That So podcast. My name is Sahela, and I am the host and chief content officer here at the Is That So podcast. Follow along each week as I share stories, pose questions, and provide insights on various wellness, travel, and relationship topics aimed to help us all navigate through this rapidly evolving modern world a little bit easier. Here at the Is That So podcast, we believe that life should always be a work in progress. So come learn, laugh, and listen in on unfiltered stories and conversations so that we can open new doors to inspiration, happiness, and forward thinking together. Hello, and welcome back to the Is That So podcast. Today, I am coming to you once again from the comforts of my at-home walk-in closet, which I have now dubbed COVID Studios. (laughs) So on today's episode, I thought we could talk about relationships and how to attract the right partner. Obviously, relationships can play a huge role in a person's mental health, and so I think today's topic is one that many of us can relate to. Even if you are in a relationship, there will probably be some solid insights and good reminders in here to help you approach your current relationship in a healthier way. So please keep that in mind. I'm also going to be asking my boyfriend, Adam, to come on, not now, but in a little bit, and have him share his opinion on this topic as well. Adam and I have been dating for almost eight years and have a really solid relationship. We are not only super compatible and attracted to each other, but at the core of our relationship, we have also developed a mutual respect for each other, which is key in creating a healthy and stable relationship, in my opinion. Establishing this early on helped us to skip any dating games people tend to play when they start a new relationship and allowed us to open up about our feelings in a natural way right from the start. We also have a really hilarious first date story, which you are going to die of laughter when you hear. So we're going to share that too, but you'll have to wait till the end of the episode for that. (laughs) First, let's get into some tips for dating and attracting the right people. Full disclosure before we begin. In the past, I was not very good at dating and attracting the right people. I actually really sucked at it. Looking back, the way I acted and was treated in my past relationships was really bad, and they always made me feel like I was on an emotional roller coaster. Between being in these terrible relationships and breaking up from them, both my self-esteem and self-confidence suffered greatly. This would, of course, then lead me to perpetuate the cycle of seeking out my ex on nights that I was out partying with friends, hooking up with them again, and just having a hard time letting go. Each time this would happen, I would wake up the next morning feeling awful and would end up losing a little bit more respect for myself. Further, the struggle for power and control over that relationship would worsen and they would be even less interested in getting back together with me. In turn, my mental health also suffered greatly and I would become depressed, lonely, anxious when I didn't get the validation I wanted and instead compensated for their disinterest by being more available or by doing something I thought would get their attention as a way of making them more attracted to me, none of which ever paid off well. 
This also would affect how I approached every person I casually dated afterwards because I would either act cold hearted because I obviously was not ready to be dating again, but still used it as a tool for validation or I would become so obviously available and eager for that relationship that the person on the receiving end would lose their attraction to me. Does this sound familiar to anyone? Anyone else out there know what I mean by not feeling in control of the power dynamic or feeling desperate because there isn't a mutual respect? It sucks, right? Yeah. So fast forward to now. Looking back, I have realized that a lot of what was wrong in those situations was actually caused by me. Obviously, you want a partner that brings out the best in you, but attracting the right person actually has more to do with how you treat and honor yourself than it does with finding that perfect person that clicks with you. There's actually a really, really, really great quote about this from Jordan Flesher. P.S. If you guys haven't figured it out yet, I love quotes. <laughs> Anyways, Flesher is a sexuality teacher and he says, I feel like everyone is trying to find or attract their twin flame without even realizing that you have to make sure you are burning first, that you are a flame, that your own self-worth and self-value is high, that you love yourself first. Then they will find you. Find yourself first. No one is attracted to ashes. Can I get an amen? Guys, picture me in a closet clapping because that's what I want to do right now, but won't for the sake of your eardrums. <laughs> I don't think what Flesher is trying to say in this quote about relationships could have been described better. First, you need to work on yourself and make your flame bright before you can attract a partner. And I know by the time you learn how to do this, that you will have so many potential partners showing up at your front door wanting to take you out, your next big challenge will be choosing one worthy of your love. Okay, so now let's dive into the meat of this because the key to attracting the right partner is to first establish your own self-worth and confidence. How do you do that? There are a number of ways. First, you could be good at something. People are naturally attracted to people who are successful and motivated. If you have something going on for you that you are really good at, people will admire that dedication and skill. You don't need to find a cure for cancer or have a huge discovery, but having something that means something to you that you are pursuing seriously and do really well at is going to give you confidence and be a source of self-worth. It will also show whoever crosses your path that you have something to bring to the table and that will make you unique and stand out from the rest. Another thing you can do is learn to laugh at yourself. Being confident and having self-worth also means you can acknowledge your own quirks and laugh at them. Maybe you snort when you laugh occasionally stutter when you get nervous or are just plain old clumsy and always spill things on yourself like me. Being able to laugh and not take yourself so seriously makes you fun to be around and will make everyone enjoy your company even more. <laughs> Another thing you can do is respect yourself, take care of your health, put yourself together and be productive. 
I know that's like four things in one, but still practicing self-love is not only good for your mental health, but it will help you build up your self-worth. Taking the time to put yourself together and implementing healthy practices like working out, setting boundaries and being productive will help you build up both your self-worth and your confidence. Further, implementing healthy practices like working out actually forces you to overcome small physical challenges every day. As a result, not only will your body produce more serotonin, but it will also help you feel stronger and full of positivity. After a while, you will also see that it greatly impacts your ability to believe in your physical and mental capabilities and in turn will play a huge role in building up your confidence. Another thing you can do is have your own life and don't make yourself always available. This is a big one because when we are excited about something, we tend to want to jump head first into it, especially when it comes to love. They say love is a drug that has the same effect on the brain as cocaine, and it is so true. But in order to maintain the self-worth and confidence that you work so hard on building up, you have to learn to set boundaries. Don't put other people before yourself just because you like them. You need to maintain your own lifestyle and establish the need for them to respect your time. How do you do this? By not making yourself available to them, even if you really like them. If someone isn't making plans with you, it's because they're either playing a game or they don't have time and just want some quick validation. You need to have enough confidence to recognize that you are worthy of more and therefore won't accept these flimsy commitments. If someone responds to your text with a flimsy date plan, don't write back. Just make other plans and continue on with your life. Whether they end up flaking or not flaking, you have not allowed them to waste your time, nor have you kept yourself available for them. If they end up messaging you, say that you made plans and you can't see them. If they flaked, they showed their true colors. Or if you have to write back, say something like, yeah, actually, I'm going to make other plans, so perhaps another time, and then leave it at that. If they aren't making an effort, why should you? You're better than that. A couple years ago, I wrote this article for Valentine's Day for one of the online publications I write for. And the whole article was based on a book I read by Sherry Argove called Why Men Love Bitches. The whole book, which I am happy to link in the show notes, is about establishing boundaries when dating as a way of maintaining your own self-worth and confidence. It's actually a really great book, and I highly recommend reading it for anyone, boy or girl, especially if you are not good at dating or even just want a refresher. But anyways, since writing that article, I have gotten so many emails from people reaching out to me for dating advice. It's unbelievable. Anyways, the one theme that seems to be repeating in all of these emails from these women, full disclosure, they were all women, were struggles to maintain a power dynamic in their relationship because they didn't have the self-worth and confidence to establish boundaries at the beginning. Most of them would end up overcompensating and be overly eager that they would find themselves feeling disappointed, unappreciated, disrespected, and upset about the way things turned out. And nobody likes that feeling. Obviously, I am not a therapist, nor do I claim to be, but it doesn't take a genius 
to know that a healthy, long-lasting relationship is easier to achieve when you have a solid foundation to work with, which is why establishing boundaries at the beginning is so important. Two simple key concepts that I learned from this book that can help you along are, one, if you act like you're capable of doing everything, you get stuck doing everything. Ding, 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 ding. Does this concept set the alarm bells off for anyone else? I cannot even begin to tell you how many times this concept kept getting repeated in all of those emails I received because many of these women were so keen on being seen as nurturing that it became their downfall. They would cook, clean, look after the kids, and in general would become more of a live-in maid than a partner. As a result, they felt underappreciated, tired, and upset that their partner wasn't helping. But truthfully, this could have all been avoided if they had set some boundaries. So don't shoot yourself in the foot. Demand the effort be put in from the beginning and make sure you are not enabling this behavior. I know we have all done this, and I am just as guilty of doing this too. In a past relationship during university, I used to drive two hours away to see my boyfriend for the weekend. Before I knew it, I would be driving there three to four times more than he would be driving to the city to see me. And of course, the whole thing started off quite innocently, as it usually does. I thought it would just be easier to drive out there because he had his own place. But after a while, he and his roommates wouldn't clean up. The place would always be messy and I would end up cleaning their place just so I didn't have to worry about getting a rash. I kid you not, I once opened a closet and it was full of trash. Somehow like the garbage bag exploded and they didn't even bother picking it up. They just left it. It was so gross. Anyways, it didn't take long for me to realize that I was being taken advantage of and for me to start feeling unappreciated. Looking back, what I should have done was stopped making the effort to go there or to clean while there and instead made him come to the city and chase after me. The key lesson here being, if you start to feel like you are giving more than you are receiving, the power dynamic will change and not in your favor. Instead, do less. Don't act upset. You don't need to be upset. Just don't give in to any more of their requests and don't go out of your way to help them anymore. If you want to be treated as an equal, you must set that boundary and enforce it. Moving on. The next key concept I learned was that actions speak louder than words, an expression that has literally stood the test of time. And why? Simply because of how much truth can be found in it. A wolf in sheep's clothing always makes themselves known quickly through their actions. With that being said, some people are just takers. They're abusers and manipulators. They will talk and tell you everything you want to hear, but they are really only there to get what they want from the situation or person and then bounce. We have all met these people and have fallen for someone like this who we only later realize didn't have the same intentions as us. They sure know how to act the part though and know how to say the right things to get what they want or to get you to like them, but meanwhile, they leave you high and dry when it comes to actually making plans or committing to the relationship. Ignoring these red flags are dangerous. That is why it's important to pay attention to a person's actions more than their words and set boundaries as to what you will accept. If someone cancels on you several times or doesn't show through their actions that they care, they are being disrespectful and you must not tolerate that behavior. 
Doing so will only cause more aggravation and disappointment on your behalf, and you deserve way more than that. So again, pay attention to a person's actions and be confident about setting boundaries around what you will not tolerate. I know getting to the point where you are brimming with self-worth and confidence isn't going to be easy, but nothing worth having is. By concentrating on yourself and building yourself up, you are investing in your own value and will in turn stop allowing people unworthy of your time to distract you from this effort. You will also not allow people who want to take advantage of what you have going on or that don't take your time seriously to continue to disrespect you. If you are capable of accomplishing this, you should have no problem attracting the right kind of person and building a relationship with them on a solid foundation of mutual respect. There really is no secret to dating. It all starts with you and how you show up and honor yourself. All right, well, that's it. I hope you walked away today with some fresh insights. And as promised, I'm going to have Adam come on and share his opinion on this topic too. Welcome, Adam. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> um, so today, just to get you a bit up to speed, we're talking about how to attract the right partner. And I was just wondering, what do you think makes a potential partner attractive? I think sense of humor is a, is a huge factor in that. If you don't have a good sense of humor, you really, that's the baseline of get, being able to get along with somebody. So there's no sense of humor. There's no connection really in my mind. Okay. And, and how does confidence and self-esteem play a role in a person's like dating dynamic in your... Yeah. Confidence. I mean, those are two of the biggest things. I mean, if you were to jot down a list of the things you want in a person, those would definitely be on it. Confidence just allows people to express who they are more. And then you can obviously you're able to pick up on that and get a truer sense of who the person really is. So why don't you want to be with somebody who's confident in who they are and, and honest with you about who they are as well. So I think that's, um, if they have confidence and self-esteem, you can really draw that out of them. Mm -hmm. Have you had any like dating turnoffs in the past where you feel like maybe, you know, you were, you became quickly less attracted to someone? Generally, if people take themselves too seriously, that's just a big turnoff because, Nobody's really that important. And, uh, <laughs> uh, it's about, you know, being nice to people and having fun with people. And the more friends you can make, the the funnier your life is going to be. So people who, t who take themselves too seriously and are standoffish, I think, is a big turnoff. Um, so I have a, a question, actually, about why guys play dating games. Like, wh why are they so flaky when it comes to making plans? I don't know if it's that they're flaky. I think it's just guys want to have a good time every hour of every day so i think they just leave things to the last minute and that might come off as flaky but all they're trying to do is just bide the time till the best option shows itself but what but when it comes to dating when guys do that i feel like like they're disrespecting your time when they like leave you to the last minute Maybe, but I think that's how people, a lot of guys manage their time anyway. So <laughs> they manage, <laughs> they manage yours the same way they manage other, other, other tasks and stuff. So it could be less of intention and more of just habit. And, um, what do you think we do so well in our relationship that has kind of allowed it to last like eight years and be so successful? Well, I think it's all about being comfortable around the person when, there is something going on and when you don't have anything going on, can you sit in a room with them for hours and just chill and, you know, go into one conversation out of another one and just 
can you do you enjoy spending time and with the person and having time pass you by when you're there if you can't stand their company then you're gonna have problems but if you like their company and that even if you're you know you're not talking you're still like being in the room with the person and in situations with the person then you're gonna enjoy your time around them all right well did you want to help me tell them the story about our first date sure <laughs> do you remember yep bits and pieces <laughs> so on Adam and I's first date, we decided that um, we were going to go for oysters. He had heard that I really, really liked oysters. And so he suggested that we go to Pure Spirits without even knowing that I lived in the distillery and Pure Spirits is in the distillery. So anyways, he asked me if I wanted to go to dinner at Pure Spirits. And I was like, um, yeah, like it's so close to me. It's super easy to get to. Like, this is great. So anyways, we go to Pure Spirits and I've been saving myself all day. I think he has been as well. And um, we sit down at our table and we order a dozen oysters and a bottle of wine, thinking that we'll be able to, you know, order our meal once we get the oysters. So anyways, we get the oysters, we get the wine, and all of a sudden, all of the electricity goes out. Yeah, I think the power went out on the whole three or four blocks around the area. So I think when we sat down, we ordered a bottle of wine and we were about to order something. And they basically they basically kicked us out. They didn't say you had to get out, <laughs> but they're like, we're, we can't even serve you anymore because you, we don't have refrigeration. So we can't legally serve anybody. So. Yeah. And anyways, we end up just finishing the bottle of wine and um, head back to my apartment because I had food in the fridge. And I was like, you know what, let's just rummage through the food and eat whatever I have. It's going to go bad anyways. So... Go back to my place, open the fridge, make some food, put on some candles, throw on some music, and um, we're dancing around the kitchen, and Adam twirls me and then dips me back. And I just remember seeing his face. It was just painted with shock and horror and he just starts panicking and he's like holy shit your hair is on fire and he just starts like hitting the back of my head trying to put the fire out and I'm just so drunk and I'm laughing so hard just so like oblivious to what is really going on and how dangerous the situation is yeah, well the apartment smelled like burnt hair for a couple of days <laughs> Yeah, that's our first date story. Adam set my hair on fire on our first date. It was so hilarious looking back at it. And every time I tell a person that story, they laugh so hard. They can't, it's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable that he set my hair on fire on our first date. But it's um so funny. And I thought I would just share that with you guys because it's a good story. <laughs> All right, friends. So that brings us to the end of our episode. I hope you had a lot of fun today and enjoyed this little fireside chat about relationships with Adam and I. If you have any questions about this episode or want more information, feel free to hit me up in the comments or send me a DM. Happy Memorial Day to all my American friends and I'll see you guys again next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Is That So podcast. For more information on this episode and all past episodes, you can check out my show notes on isthatso.com or follow me on Instagram at isthatso. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your personal support to the podcast, simply leave a review on iTunes or screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your stories. 
All right, friends, that's it. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of the Is That So podcast. And I look forward to hanging out with you again soon.